Hey everyone, it's James from the podcast, Pots on the Key of Springfield. Little intro for this week's episode. Uh, sorry for the slightly shitty sound quality on this, uh, this intro. I am recording on a personal recorder I usually use for interviews, so it's not super high quality. I'm not going to go on a long Marin-esque rant here, although I would like to know who your guys are. And if you have ever gone up there and just done a jazz set, please let me know. Anyway, so in this episode, we don't talk about The Simpsons at all, as far as I recall. Uh, this episode is our Love the Beast episode, paying off on an in-joke from a few earlier episodes, including the holiday bonus episode that not many people listen to. So this is our, this is our Easter episode, essentially. This is us uh, taking Easter off. And our version of taking Easter off is putting out a dumb episode about Love the Beast in the hope that people have paid enough attention to this weird ongoing in-joke that we have had running throughout a few episodes that they will get something out of it. So let me, um, let me just say, this is basically just us palling around while watching the movie, and that's not going to be of much interest to necessarily everyone who listens to our podcast. You might be here just to hear about The Simpsons which is perfectly understandable and fine. Uh, One of the great things about podcasts, in my opinion, is that you're not necessarily tied down by formalized traditions of, you know, the limits of you have to stick to a certain discussion, you have to stick to a certain time limit, that sort of thing. Podcasts are a fairly open format. That's part of why I love them so much. We're inspired here by... Uh, episodes like Reply All's Today's the Day, where they just go out and have a good day and record that, or, uh, Blank Check in their episode Judging the Judge, which is a phenomenal podcast episode. Don't want to blab on too long, just want to say that if this, if this isn't your sort of thing, uh, feel free to skip it, just, uh, wait until next week. If this is your first episode of this podcast for some reason, this is not what it is usually like or about. And if anyone has been listening and enjoying and is now worried this is the harbinger of the end, don't worry, the podcast is not going to become this. This is just us doing a fun little side thing on a week that we would have otherwise taken off, basically. So, uh, don't worry, next week we will go back to talking about The Simpsons, go back to the thing you are used to but for those people who do stick around and who have listened to me rant on for about three minutes thank you very much we hope you enjoy love the beast Welcome to a bonus episode of Pods in the Key of Springfield, where we in are the looking... Key of Springfield, yes. Is that what I said? Well, you know, we usually do our little... Oh, I guess sorry, sorry, a sorry. Bonus. It doesn't matter, whatever. Sorry. Also remember, um, because of the nature of this episode we're about to outline, we can't really edit it, so... Yeah, if you've got anything offensive you want to say, if you you know got any horrible views you want to share with everyone, all my views are horrible. Hold off on them. No, that's right. I'll be on my best behaviour today. So in this episode, we are. You might be able to hear some noise in the background, and you're thinking, "What is that noise? What's going on?" Usually, such a professional operation. Because obviously, you wouldn't have looked at the episode information prior to hitting play or anything like that. So we. Uh, are watching Love the Beast, the Eric Banner car movie that yes. has been discussed several times on this movie. And why are we watching Love the Beast, Nick? Well, you have an interesting fascination with this movie and me. <laughs> and it all became from about, I reckon, probably 10 years ago, where I went to the movies one day and sent you a message saying, I'm going to the movies! I'm seeing Love the Beast! It is, it's so rare that you go to the movies... That I was astonished that Love the Beast was the one you was had chosen. Was the one, yep. Of all the movies that came out in 2009, Love the Beast was the one that you latched onto. That's the one. And so it's, um, you know, for anyone that's listened to a lot of uh, Pods in the Key of Springfield, you would have heard us made, make several references to Love the Beast. Uh, our initial plan was to watch it and then do like a summary review, but 
we're half an hour into the 90-minute movie, and frankly, I'd like to get this over and done with as quickly as possible. So we've hit record, and we're going to do a part review, part commentary. Isn't I'd like to get this over as fast as possible, the tagline of uh, our podcast. <laughs> the key, Springfield. So, uh, you know, this episode is going to have little to do with The Simpsons, and is uh, basically us paying off on the in-joke we've repeatedly made about Love the Beast. Sure. Um, what are your thoughts on the movie so far? Oh, should I should I outline the premise, or do you want to outline the premise? Okay, basically, I, Eric Banner yeah. loves the beast. The okay. beast uh, haunts his life. He feels uh, he feels a certain need to fulfill the the hungers of the beast. Okay, so, so. basically, this is the story of a car that um, Eric Banner has had since he was fifteen. So. At the time this was filmed, I think they said it was about 26 years or something. Um, it's been rebuilt three times. It's his kind of number one dream car. It's a Falcon XB Coupe. And the... Well, actually, part of this movie is just Eric's relationship with his with that car. And part of it is talking to other car people about other cars. Mostly his friends who just talk about his car. Yeah, it including... Including Jack, <laughs> Jack, childhood friend, Jack Brackett, childhood friend, and Tony Brackett, childhood friend, who said that Eric's XB Coupe is a piece of shit. Seems like an interesting thing to, a, a, to be a guest on a movie where the whole movie is dedicated to one particular car, and then you the eponymous beast, the eponymous beast, and then you swan in as childhood friend and say that the eponymous beast is a piece of shit. <laughs> but whatever, that's how Tony rolls. I'd like to discuss the billing on this film, because the billing to me is wild and weird. The film opens by outlaying the four main people who are in the film. It provides you the billing up front, which is a very strange thing for a documentary to do. Yes. And the billing in this film is Eric Banner. Yes. He's front line. He's top build. The eponymous beast. Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, Jeremy Clarkson, who is in his own way a beast. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson, noted arsehole. Jay Leno, who has maybe the worst voice in the world. Yeah, uh, uh, here are my cars. These are all my cars. And That's my Jay Leno. Is it any good? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh-huh. a, it's a voice. And uh, Phil McGraw, Dr. Phil, uh, genuine racist, <laughs> pops up to yeah. discuss the psychology of loving cars, I guess. Um, he was discussing the psychology of race driving, because he says that it, if you believe you're bulletproof, that is only an issue if you believe that you're bulletproof. Which, you don't need to get Dr. Phil on to make that point. You don't need well, you don't need to tell us that. Let alone Dr. Phil, noted wanker. I would like to say, so far, having watched, I don't know, 35 minutes of this film, yep. if you want to... I know you all have your own copies of Love the Beast at home if you want to line this up perfectly. Right. Hang on a second. If you want to line up, uh, we are at... 32.43. Well, hang on. No, I was going to do it this way. Okay. I was going to say, get your place up holder to 33 minutes in. Yep. Uh, five, four, three, two, one. 33, 33 minutes. minutes. Now you too can love the beast. I like, that, actually, I like that we did that in sync. Yeah, in sync, yes. As oh, we yes. discussed in a previous episode. Um, the thing is, you will have a hard time finding this because I doubt it got a major release in the US. And if you're in Australia, Madman was the distributor on this movie. And they've recently discontinued the DVD. Or they've sold all their stock and said, well, that's it. We're not doing that again. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it may have got... Well, it probably wouldn't have been a major release in the States, but, it, I mean, it's got Dr. Phil. Don't they? Don't they, those uh, stateside yanks love Dr. Phil? Ah, uh, I know Oprah does. Maybe, oh. I, I assume Oprah's got a copy of this somewhere. Oh, in yeah. Collection. Oprah is the reason that Dr. Phil exists, isn't it? The entire reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's disappointing. So this is, uh, I'd like to talk about Eric Banner. At some point, I guess, we'll, you know, pay attention to the film and then comment on what's happening in it. Sure. Right now, there's some documentary from the 70s playing, but thinking about Eric Banner, Eric Banner is a sort of strange, elusive actor in a lot of ways. Have you seen anything that Eric Banner is in? Love the Beast. <laughs> Love the Beast, yes. I think One I want... One of the 120-odd films you've seen? I once saw a trailer for hulk was he in hulk he was in ang lee's uh, hulk 2003 i think that was there we go 
Eggman is a a bit of an odd one. He's sort of a mercurial sort of figure. He's hard to latch onto. You know, you're thinking of Paul Mercurio from Strictly Ballroom, who's another Australian actor. No, actually, I was thinking of Freddie Mercury. Oh, nice. Which uh, I don't really want to say anything about because I genuinely love Freddie Mercury. Oh. <laughs> Man, what an... But, you know, when I'm what under an, pressure, what, sometimes I say the wrong name. What an interesting indictment on our personalities that you immediately cut that off and said, <laughs> I don't want to say anything about that. Because I like Freddie Mercury. <laughs> Just with the underlying assumption that whatever we say is bound to be dreadful. Well, I quite like Eric Banner, usually. I think this film is bad so far. But, uh... um, this film seems somewhat directionless to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's... Okay, so Eric Banner, he starts out in Australian sketch comedy. He was on Full Frontal. Uh, he popped up here and there. He had a host of shows that he was a writer on. He worked as a writer on Full Frontal. Then he did like a little TV short movie called Eric. Yes. And then he had the Eric Banner show. And then he had another show called Eric. You're seeing a bit of a theme here, maybe. As he modeled his career on the Lucille Ball school of TV shows. <laughs> yeah, there was Eric, then I love Eric, and then, hey, it's me, Eric. Forget about it. And it gets <laughs> Here's like Eric. That. So eventually he sort of, uh, he breaks through in Hollywood. First, Who's he's got this guy? This guy on the screen right now? Yeah. This, uh... Like alternate dimension Conan O'Brien. Yeah, that's <laughs> God, really weird. Just sitting at, in a car at thirty-five minutes fifty. There's oh, that's Grant Denyer. Okay, sorry, it, the alternate dimension Conan O'Brien. Yeah, who's not come Grant after Denyer. Jay Leno? Yeah, because they had that feud. Oh yeah, sorry. Go, go yeah. back to talking about um, Eric. So Eric Banner, he uh, you know he stars in a few Australian films. Kind of gets fairly big in Chopper, which is a hell of a film, which is now very hard to find a copy of. It's, Chopper. Uh, yeah, it's basically like being discontinued, never got a Blu-ray release, very difficult to find. Maybe still the best performance Eric Banner's ever done. That was Speaking of best performances, yep. this this movie contains far too much powder finger for my liking. That's true. We're currently watching a uh, footage of cars crashing. Yeah, a compilation of rally crashes yeah. set to Powderfinger's um, Passenger. I see what they've done there. It's because you've got your autonomy taken away from you as a driver in a crash, Jacob. Mamma mia. Wanna be a passenger? And you know, Eric Banner's career never quite crashed. But certainly is unlike deployed. unlike the thirty cars that we just watched dive into trees. Yes, indeed. Eventually, he sort of um he breaks through. He's got like a Black Hawk down. While he's on the set of Black Hawk down, he the hell gets... happened to my hawk? <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good stuff. Nice. He gets cast in a Hulk, and this is before the big superhero thing where every film is about superheroes and the superhero things they do. So he's in Hulk. Hulk is not well received. Some people will tell you it's secretly a masterpiece. I'm here to tell you that no, it isn't. Don't like Hulk. Hulk is bad. Right. Uh, he sort of peters around a bit. He never quite breaks through, it feels like to me. He's in mm. a handful of good films. But uh, he never quite reaches that like upper level it seemed like he was going to for a while. He never finds that one project beyond Chopper, right? That really suits him perfectly. I think. He well, I think sort of, uh... I think you'll find the one project that suits him perfectly is rebuilding his beast. Rebuilding, yeah. Well, this film's giving have you me learned, some insight. Have you a... learned nothing from the first thirty-eight minutes of this movie? Right now, he's hanging out with his wife and kids on the on the film. Yeah, we should know that Eric Banner also directed this. This documentary. Oh, yeah. It's his only directing credit, and it's it's weird so far. It's got a real, almost mockumentary feel to it. It doesn't quite feel real in places. It doesn't, yeah. There was the, a scene earlier on that was so aggressively staged, where he's looking in the eponymous beast. Oh, oh no, actually, that was his dad's beast. Okay, he's looking yep. in his, oh, don't look at your dad's beast, but he looks oh. up the uh, hood. Hmm. Oh, good, it's Dr. He, Phil. Oh, fuck. Fuck you, Dr. Phil. Uh, but he opens up his The dad's... thing you've got to know about Dr. Phil is that the key to talking like Dr. Phil is a mild Texan accent. Mild Texan accent, yeah. And then you occasionally emphasize words that you don't expect. And you have to say things like, you stupid motherfucker. Oh, I got a bit. Got a bit hot. Sorry, I just looked back up the, at our recording screen and my Dr. Phil impression was really pushing the limits of volume. <laughs> just like Dr. Phil pushed the limits of how much of a cut you can be on TV <laughs> and still get Oprah's approval. <laughs> pushing the limits of absolute fuckwittery. 
Have you noticed in this movie we're not getting the uh, the dead pixel line on your screen? The dead pixel line, which is in many ways the uh, <laughs> seventh member of this podcast. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> You're right. There's yeah. something about Eric Banner's Love the Beast which which has scared my line of dead pixels into submission. So there's scenes in this Have film Have we ever that... put up a photo of my dead pixel line, by the way? I feel like we talk about it a lot. I don't feel like it's that exciting to, to listeners. <laughs> Dude, we're currently talking <laughs> over the top of Love the Beast. <laughs> Yeah, that's a fair point. We have no respect for our <laughs> listeners. Yeah. That's not true. And we're going to keep talking about Love the Beast for the next 50 minutes. <laughs> At least. We really committed on this one. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. We started this at... at oh, we've got such a long way to go. No, nah, man, we got this. We can, we we can, can do We this. can podcast. Uh, so, it's going to be interesting to see if anyone listens to this at all, but mm, we're releasing this the week of Easter, so the idea is we sort of take a break. Can I foreshadow something here? Sure. So, this is, um, we're now seeing, so the whole purpose of of the the final rebuild he did was to go back to a, a rally in Tasmania, which he did 10 years prior. I think he bins it into these trees. Ooh. I think after 40 minutes of build-up about how much he loves this car... I think we're about to see him crash it. Really? I reckon that's the twist in this movie, if I remember correctly. <laughs> There's a twist in Love the Beast? Yeah. <laughs> Except now it's weird because we're both just sitting on tenterhooks waiting to see if there's actually going to be a crash. I mean, this is really exciting. I are mean, you happy with the time code being up there permanently, by the way? Yeah, sure, whatever. I figure it's a pretty good placeholder of where we are. And the one thing that I know about Eric Banner, after following his career, you know, looking at... Him starting out doing Poiter on Australian, you know, TV and moving on to, you know, a series of films and never quite taking off, but, you know, working fairly consistently. The one thing I really know about Eric Banner is that he loves the beast. Oh, he, mate, consistently and frequently. Yeah. I mean, uh... Okay, well, he didn't crash in that run. Huh. Maybe, maybe there's not a crash. Maybe I'm misremembering the twist. Do you think maybe you invented a crash in your head to make this film more interesting? Uh, yes, <laughs> almost certainly. As I gotta say, this is one of the most weirdly self-indulgent films I've ever seen in my life. It is very self-indulgent, isn't it? As the thing is, um, part of Eric Banner's persona here and in general is that he tries to present himself as this sort of like every man. He's just like you know, he was a kid in Melbourne. He grew up loving cars and loving the beast specifically, and, and he bought- now he's sort of going back to his roots, driving this car around. And it's like, oh, isn't it weird? I'm a big star, but I'm gonna love this beast. And uh, oh, I've I've had this car since I was 15, and the only reason I got it is because Alan Moffat used it at Bathurst when he won a fucking bloody fucking bloody fucking, fucking race. Um, and now I'm leaning up against my car, and I'm I'm looking into the middle distance, talking about how much I love driving. I love driving. Fuck. But the thing that uh, Eric Banner doesn't seem to realize while he's making this film is that this film would not exist if he wasn't a fairly big actor. Like, nobody on Earth would let him screen this film in a cinema if he was just some guy. And also, if he was just some guy, can you imagine, like, if you were talking to someone at a bar, like, if you were meeting a friend, sorry, if you were meeting someone new at, like, a friend's party, and they say, I've had the same car since I was 15. I've rebuilt it three times. You would make a beeline to wherever they're not. <laughs> you know, sometimes you go to a party and you end up in a conversation with somebody and they immediately launch into like a topic that's very close to their heart, but is not something everyone's <laughs> going to be on board with. I wouldn't know anything about that because I am that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, sometimes somebody's talking to you about something and you don't really have any interest in the thing they're talking about. Sure. And it's not like an anecdote or like an interesting observation. It's just rambling about how much they fucking love to cycle or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. And you just glaze over and they must be able to see that you have glazed over, but they keep on going. This entire film is basically that. It is, actually. It's just uh, him talking about his car, how much he loves his car. It's the automotive equivalent of talking to a philatelist. A philatelist? I believe that's the word for a stamp collector. Okay. Did you ever listen to that John Ronson series about, uh... He did, like, a series of podcasts, and there was this, like, thing about this guy who's, Was it called Philatelist Weekly? No, I forget what it was called. Uh, The Butterfly Effect, maybe? He did this, uh... Oh, you mean the, um... The, yeah, the Ashton Kutcher film. I was going to say the two thousand and three. Pro- I was going to say the progressive metal band. Well, uh, progressive metal is overselling them a bit. 
the shit metal band from Australia in like the <laughs> mid two thousands. Did I say progressive? Because I meant shit. <laughs> but anyway, he there's part of that podcast where they find this guy who's like sexual fetish oh. was having his stamp collection destroyed. So he had oh. like this extensive stamp collection and he mailed it to a sex worker and had them make a video of like finding the stamp collection talking about what a like nerd the guy who collected them was and then destroying them i to, heard to it, this guy his stamp collection was his beast i heard about this recently and i'm trying to think if it was for you or if i heard about it on another podcast but either way possibly the podcast i'm talking about no I, I wouldn't have heard the john ronson one but either way here's my here's my review about that series of events yeah that's wild that is wild that is wild. wild wacky stuff so, so now we're seeing um, someone else that owns a Falcon XP coupe. He's got a... Uh, and, and Jack, childhood friend of Eric Banner's, rocking up and saying, Oh, you fucking car, mate. Oh, yeah, Have you cat. noticed how much Maya advertising is in this film? Yeah, I know. The so, logo for Maya is popping up everywhere. Yeah. And I can't quite um, come to terms with it. Australian department store Maya. I mean, I understand... Better by John Maya. I understand it being... Or possibly John Martin. I forget how it all <laughs> I understand the Maya logo being all over Eric's race car because it's clearly sponsored. But this guy's just wearing a jacket with the Maya logo on it. Who's that? Yeah, some kid in the back of the car. Have oh, they kidnapped that child? I mean, is it... Do you think while we're recording this podcast, we should just, like, make up a more interesting version of this film and report that that's what's happening? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> oh, my God. Now they're all being attacked by bears. <laughs> oh, my God. Werner Herzog's walking on screen to talk about the bears. Warney Hedgehog. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> Timothy Treadwell. He, uh... He has angered the bears, and the bears have come to kill him. Is this your Warney Hedgehog? This is my wa- I am Warney Hedgehog, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce myself. I am Warney Hedgehog. I am Warney Hedgehog, and I am here because I love the beast. Uh, well, to me, the beast is really an intrinsic part of nature that slowly encroaches upon us all. Yes. Um, I'd like to apologise to all of our listeners for <laughs> for listening to this. Even the ones that haven't listened to this, I'd like to apologise to them too. What, you don't think they're enjoying my Warner Hedgehog? Uh, Warner Hedgehog. Warner Hedgehog. Uh, watches Love the Beast. <laughs> Tell you what, there are some nice helicopter shots in this in uh, when they're doing like rally driving scenes, but all I can think is... Oh, that'd all be done by a drone now. Yeah. I mean, probably not in 2009. You know what Werner Herzog yeah. also appeared in? The that's Simpsons. Why, that's, that's why I said it would be done by a drone now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, the thing is, there's a lot of nice helicopter shots in this film, but Eric Banner would have had very little to do with them. Well, yeah, I suppose so. Because he was too busy driving his beast. Yeah. Just absolutely... Cranking his beast hog. All of us have a beast within our own lives or within ourselves. Did is Warning Hedgehog the one that did the movie about that guy that got killed by bears? Uh, you mean Grizzly Man? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe this is the driving scene where Eric Banner bins it. God, we've I hope so. We've only been going for like eighteen minutes. It feels like we've been going for most of my adult life. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I had our lives have been going for a while. Do you ever think about that? The fact that we're just going to keep getting older and older and older now, and like, there's not like a next stage. It's like, I guess the next stage is being elderly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Every now and then I have a little existential crisis where I just go, where like, I, I think of famous people throughout history and compared their achievements at their, at the, their achievements at certain points in time to what my age is now. Mm. The I fact go, that there's oh, a group of people who are famous for dying at the age of 27 is alarming. Yeah, and I've outlived all those useless idiots. <laughs> That's a harsh characterization. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, some of, of a very talented group of people. Yeah, well. <laughs> Remember, Nick, there's no editing in this one. Oh. I'm just going to slap it on. Ah. Online. Online. Yeah, on the line. 
Love isn't always on time. Love the beast. Do you think there's... Is there an actual audio commentary on this DVD? Oh, I don't know. Hang on. Let me grab the... Lean forward and yep, grab the sure. case. Ugh. We're using the old microphones today as well, because then we can just sit on the couch and watch it if anyone's wondering why it sounds yeah. a bit different. Um, special features. An interview with Eric Banner. Oh, Jekyll. <laughs> an interview with Eric Banner in this film, starring Eric Banner, directed by Eric Banner. Who the fuck is interviewing Eric Banner? But also, is it Werner Herzog? But also, oh fuck, I hope so. But also, this movie is like a ninety-minute-long interview with Eric Banner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but how? Why do you love the this? beast so? How's this second special feature? Is a close-up look at the beast. <laughs> Again, that's what the film is. That's what the film is. It's awfully warm in this room, by the way. Yeah, I do have the air conditioner on, but I think it can probably go up a notch. Okay. I'll do that in just a moment. Okay. Um, did you see the... the did, did you see <laughs> well, the... Is anyone listening to this episode? Did, if anyone is listening, by the way, uh, please email us. Or... Buzz in the key of Springfield or, at gmail.com. Or tweet Let us. Let us know how you feel about Love the Beast. Or tweet us or slide into our DMs. Next week will be about The Simpsons again. <laughs> have you seen the pull-out quote from Jay Leno on the back? No, yeah. I have not. Well, when you come home smelling like transmission fluid, oh, it's bad. But it's not like hookers and crack. Are you... F- that's the pull-out quote on the back of the fucking... D- hand me that yep. fucking shit. The yellow text. What the fuck? Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Well, let's look at the reviews. All right. Oh, there's a pull quote from Jeremy Clarkson as well. They've, like, dressed this pull quote up as though it's a review. So, 600 horsepower and Lee Springs. Are you mad? Are you mad? Hey, Nick, I got one question for you. Yeah, man. Are you mad? Are you mad? No, I'm not. I'm Nick. Hello. We, we got it's a review me. here by uh, Shannon Harvey from Sunday Times. Love the Beast is a ripper. Such lovable knockabout fun. Lovable knockabout fun. That doesn't feel real. Oh, they've got the theatrical trailer on here as well. That's good. Yeah, I decided not to mention that special <laughs> feature. I thought it was, I thought it couldn't top the idea of a close-up look at the beast in a movie, which is a look at a car for ninety minutes. They mentioned on the back that it got official selection in the Tribeca Film Festival, which is always a funny thing to mention on your DVD because it is not that difficult to get your film accepted in Tribeca if, like, Eric Bannison. <laughs> Is Tribeca that that triangle of places in New York? Uh, Angie Tribeca is that show with Rashida Jones, if that's what you're asking. Angie Tribeca. Angie Tribeca. Is that who Rolling Stone's song Angie's about? Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Angie! Angie Tribeca. Where will it lead <laughs> us from here? <laughs> We've no money, something, something. You can say we're never tried. That was good. <laughs> Thank that was you. Very good. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was very good. <laughs> oh, no, it's probably fine. Do you want me to take that case back? You just sure. don't want to do it aimlessly. So, Nick. Eric think... Banner has cast himself in his ultimate role in Love the Beast. Hey, his ultimate role was Chopper Reed, but, uh,. Look, I think the point that this film's not quite making, but perhaps should be making, is that we all have our own beast. We got something we love, that we put time and effort into, that we are focused on, that we're always going to come back to. What is your beast? The the thing I'm always going to... Probably my knitting, to be honest. Your knitting? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's like, you know, I while away entire days at my knitting station. Yes. What have you knitted recently? Um, well, I'm currently two thirds of the way through a, a big rug, which yeah. was meant to be a lap rug, but it's now turning out to be more like a double bed size rug. Uh, and then for Christmas, I knitted everyone in my family um, Christmas presents in a thing that in a project that I called Merry Knitsmas. <laughs> um, you know, you I... should call this next one what? Rug the Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Fuck, that's good. Huh. Well, you know what my beast is. Oh, what's your beast, buddy? My beast is a little something that I like to call Puds in the Key of Springfield. I've heard of that. Yeah. Hey, you know roses chocolates? Yeah, roses are red, violets are blue. If you're having one, I'll have one too. Good. 
Good boy. Um, have they have they always had a coffee flavored one? Because these brown square ones are now coffee flavored ones. I think ones. they've always had the brown squared ones. But I don't know if it was. I reckon I it was like a fudge sort of thing. Before. I thought it was a fudgy thing as well. But yeah. these are now definitely espresso flavored. I'm gonna have one. Yeah. Okay. I'll have one as well. I'm also gonna put the mic down for a moment and fix nice the air conditioner. Crinkly. All right. Well, I'll, I'll hold down the fort. So if you are listening at this point. Why is there even a say, you know? That's definitely different, right? Mm, mm. The great thing about podcasting is you really can just do whatever you want with it. It's a very open format. Very easy to just make a podcast, just put it out there. If this is your first time listening, go back and listen to the back catalogue. Most of them are not about Love the Beast. Most of them. Mm. I'm back. What happened? Did I miss any beast loving? Um, there was a beast. Ooh, they cut into the- a. We're in another driving sequence. This is day three of the um of the five day rally, and we're now getting his wheels loose. We're now getting a phone call. There's like a phone call sound that's being spliced over the driving footage. I mean, ah, the phone call's talking about the car smash. I knew there was a smash. Bit of foreshadowing. (laughs) I feel like in many ways the real beast of this film is the level of ego that must have gone into fucking making it in the first place. So much ego. I mean, very rare that you get overtaken in a timed rally stage, but that's mm. what we just saw happen. We both slipped into a moment of just watching the movie there, neither yeah. of us were saying anything. <laughs> well, it looks weird right now. It's got like a, because of the low quality camera in the car, it's creating this interesting like rotoscope effect. Rotoscope. And then rotoscope. you cut out to something like this, this helicopter shot over a forest. And, you know, I mean, the quality doesn't look that great now that I mention it. What uh? What are your favourite driving films? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think I have a favourite driving film. What about the movie Drive? Ryan Gosling. Oh, I don't think. I, uh, what about Sex Drive? That um, that <laughs> that two thousand teen <laughs> sex comedy I talked about once before. Yeah, sure. What about Driven, starring Sylvester Stallone as mm. Joseph Driven, renegade spy? Do you mean Driver, the PS three video game? No, I mean Driv 3 third game in the Driver series. Did you ever play Driver San Francisco? I think so. Because that game fucking rules. Is that the one where you could teleport from yes. car to car? Yeah, that was great. The one that was like the dumbest concept ever, but it worked super well. If anyone is from super, Ubisoft super well. Reflections, the developer of that game, or possibly I think they changed their name to Ubisoft San Francisco, if you're listening right now, very good game. Thank you very much. Uh, remember, oh, 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 oh god oh. they've gone off the road Fuck. oh no Eric Banner's dead oh no oh how are they going to finish the film and the rest film? of the movie <laughs> <laughs> is Eric Banner's death dream so the crash just happened yep um, and now I, I guess at this point it's an hour into a 90 minute movie so at this point we've seen the, the first third is about his love for this car and the, t- the times that he's rebuilt it and how he's made it into the ultimate version of the car. Yeah. The second third, the middle third, if you will, yes. the second act yes. in the three-act structure... Yeah, they say is, there is no second act in American life, but this is an Australian film, so carry on. Yes. Uh, that is um, him racing it, him him doing the, the rally, doing the goal of the thing. Mm. And now we're in the third... The, the final act where he's uh, dead. Yeah. I would say in some ways the real beast that follows us all is our inability to love ourselves and maybe the rest of the film would be about Eric Banner realising there's more to life than his car, the eponymous beast. I don't think... Why the, There's like two people having an argument now. Oh, they're both childhood friends of... of so that's Temps on the, on the left and that's Jack on the right. They're yep. both they're both firing up. The the um the older one really looks like my uncle, and it's disconcerting to me. It looks a little bit like your uncle combined with Russell Gilbert. Yeah, I've never met your uncle. Yeah, 
And he's got this guy's got like this strangely soft voice as well, and he kind of sounds like Casey Affleck. Casey. Casey Affleck. Well, Casey er- Affleck. Eric's just arrived at the hospital. Um, he's, uh, this he's, is, uh, he's this is not over. a hospital, but okay. Oh, like oh a, yeah, there's a fire engine. Sorry, I saw an ambulance before, but you're right, it's a fire station. Uh, he's all sad because he he loved the beast, and now he's lost the beast. I mean, but, like it's better to have loved and lost than to never drive the beast at all. It's better to have loved the beast and lost the beast. Wouldn't that be great if there was a sequel to this called Lost the Beast? <laughs> no, because then we'd have to watch that as well. Oh no, we haven't. We haven't got a series of very complicated in jokes about Lost the Beast. <laughs> we could just pretend that never happened. We could just gloss over it. I oh, know he's fucked up to lost. Oh, New York. He's in New York. He's wearing a shitty this is leather weird, jacket. He's walking around looking sad. It's like most people don't get to do this. Hmm. Most people don't get to fuck up to New York after. Crashing the beast. Most people don't get the option of being sad, so they fly to New York to hit cheer themselves <laughs> He's up. He's walking down the street, like, looking sad, and it's the most artificial fucking looking shit in the world. <laughs> most staged. Derek Banner is not very good at making documentaries, as it turns out. Who knew? Who knew? He is good, though, in the movie Funny People. Have you seen the movie Funny People? Um. <clears throat> no. A movie that you would. I'm gonna say hate a lot. Like, I think you would really... Oh, wait. I is... think if I tried to show you the film, you would get angry maybe to the point of violence. <laughs> <laughs> against against you or against the, the funny people? I think you... Why is he wearing a I... suit now? I've, I don't know. I guess he's going to the base funeral. Or he's, like, got a film to go and shoot, you know. He's going to go oh, shoot Deliver Us from no, Evil. No, it's, it's a premiere. It's a movie premiere he's going to. Oh, yeah? Which one? Is it that, like, poker film he did around then? It was called... I don't know. Lucky me or something? Lucky, lucky little old me. I have everything in the whole wide world a girl could ever need. Lucky me. Hmm. Uh, that I was... don't need the rights to, to that song, do I, to put this in the episode? No, I don't think Bachelor Girl are going to mind. I reckon they'll be stoked for the shout-out. If Bachelor Girl is listening... uh if you'd like to come on the podcast and talk about Love the Beast. <laughs> Mr. Bachelor, Miss Girl, if either of you are listening. <laughs> How old is Eric Banner? Taylor, he, he's, a, he's a Banner as old as time. Yeah, okay. If you know how old Eric Banner is, please write in and let us know. What if Eric Banner listened to this? So, <laughs> I think he's got better things to do. So he's, he's currently, we're seeing him put a suit on. He's currently futzing over his tie while drinking a Heineken. Talking about Heineken? How he, Fuck that shit. Fuck's Blue Ribbon. Talking about how he's about to go off to a premiere for a movie that he made two years ago. And he's just kind of wistfully looking in the camera, talking about how weird it is to go to a thing for a thing that you filmed two years ago. But you can tell deep down... He's upset by the death of the beast. Profoundly touched. Touched by the beast. I'm going to Google Eric Banner The Simpsons to make sure he was never on The Simpsons. I've typed in Eric Banner V and the first suggested website is Eric Banner knows how to love the beast. Oh. Wait, is that in your search history or is that a genuine Google suggestion? Uh, it seemed to be a Google <laughs> suggestion. Gross. Simpsons, Hulk, Bruce Banner, Jeanette, uh, this is just about the Hulk, okay. Seems like he's never been on The Simpsons, nor has he ever spoken about The Simpsons in a, uh interview or anything. Yeah, right. What you, what, you mean he never got up in an interview and made some wildly inaccurate comment about <laughs> which way that, which political party The Simpsons would vote for? Uh, this is that. Yeah, this is Lucky You. Oh, it's just... Holy pl- shit, this is a film that nobody saw. That's distressing that I... Hey, and you know what? Judging by the logo in the background, this is at the Tribeca Film Festival as well. Oh, shit. Man, look at all these circles circling back on themselves. Okay, I'm going to take a guess at how much money this made domestically. This lucky me. Lucky me. I'm going to guess 23 million. Okay. I've got this weird habit of just knowing how much money movies made uh, i'm gonna look like a dickhead if i am completely off but i'm gonna say 23 did i say 23 million you said 23 yeah look at me i hope that's actually the name of the fucking film let's have a look oh look he's on leno okay lucky uh, me i'm on jay leno 
Okay, that's, that's the that's film. My Leno's getting oh, worse. Was it Lucky worse. You? What was the name of this film? I don't know. They never showed us the full poster. Search Lucky, Lucky Me is a film from 1954, apparently. Search Lucky Eric Banner. <laughs> Lucky Eric Banner. We should be so lucky. Maybe that's not the name of the film at all. I'm so sure this is fucking riveting. Let's. I guess I should just focus on Eric Banner. No, no, no. Fuck it. Screen here. Fuck it. Um. It's, so it's currently so being interviewed on Leno. Yeah. What's Leno saying? Were you by yourself when you crashed? <laughs> Warning Hedgehog. Could you not see the, the tree coming up upon you? It's uh, called Lucky You. Lucky You. His name, his character name was Huck Cheever. Huck Cheever? Huck Cheever. Okay, so how much money did this move? I found it on Box Office Mojo. Let's 29% have on Rotten Tomatoes for Lucky You. Oh, wow, you. it made far less money than I thought. Okay, oh, wait. so... Yeah. In the US, it made $5.7 million. Sure. In the foreign market, it made two point six for a total of $8.3 million. That's interesting. Mm. Um, would you like to guess what the Rotten Tomatoes ranking for Love the Beast is? It is 61. Oh. Yes, it is. Yep. Sorry, I <laughs> hadn't realized you'd looked that up. And I'm fast realizing. What? I've got very little love for the Beast. Yeah, this, I mean, I'm glad that I never made any grand sweeping statements about how this movie is good or important, because, <laughs> I don't know, we've got 23 minutes left on the on the time counter, and... Yeah, it would have been a great quote for the box what? from you. One of the movies I have seen. One of the movies I have seen. <laughs> it's in your, it would be in your top 100, probably. Oh, I mean... <laughs> Uh, that was that was an enjoyable moment for anyone who's listening to this very loudly, because you said it would be in your top hundred, and then Eric Banner said thereabouts, <laughs> which is great. Have you seen any other good films recently? Um, no, I can't even think of the last time I saw a movie. I've got a list of the things that I've seen recently in my phone. I could just talk about them. Sure. <laughs> you didn't see Black Panther? No. Is that I- like Pink Panther? Uh, no. Good. Hot tag. Black Panther. Very good. Liked a lot. Sure. Uh, Sully. Have you seen Sully? Where Tom Hanks plays Sully in the movie Sully? Oh, um, that was uh, Tom Hanks saving people by being nice? No, that's uh, Saving Private Sully. Saving Private Sully. (laughs) Um, uh, uh, Tom Hanks is slightly morose. You're trying to find find a synonym for Sullen there? Sullen, yeah. Yeah, I was. He was slightly morose in the film, actually. Mm. They should have called it Sully Sullenberg, which is actually, his name was Sullenberg. Is is morose um, an adequate synonym for Sullen, by the way? I think he's good enough. Good enough. (laughs) Yeah, Sully's good. He plays uh, Sullen. He plays that, you know, the guy who had to... Land on the Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. Miracle on the Hudson. Yeah. Miracle on... He's a good actor. Miracle on 42nd Hudson. Yeah, he really should work with Eric Banner. They could team up. They could have like a buddy comedy. So there's currently... All the childhood friends are currently underneath the car that's up on a huge jack thing. And they're walking around looking at all the damage from the crash. And the music is... I like that we don't get to hear their conversation. It's just like sad music underneath it. It's very, very sad music and people looking wistfully at a drivetrain. <laughs> <laughs> This Look at Eric. Look, they've got fucking. They've almost got tears welling up in their eyes. This is staring a very at silly a, fucking movie. <laughs> staring at a sump. Which is sillier, this or Ross Noble's Stitches, where he plays the zombie clown that kills children? Your other favorite movie. Stitches. My other favorite movie, Stitches. <laughs> the only movie I own on Blu-ray. <laughs> Wait, what? You own Stitches on Blu-ray? Yeah, totally. It's the only Blu-ray that I own. I think. That's. I think. I might be wrong. Because I've watched that film with you, and you had just watched it, like, the previous day. Yeah, I was really excited when that movie came out. Yeah. Is that just because Ross Noble doesn't do many films, and you like Ross Noble? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. He's been in, um... He's been in a... Like, a stage show production. Yeah, well, he's in Adelaide, like, next month. Young Frankenstein. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I'm seeing him. Oh, yeah, cool. There was one... Um, one tour where Ross did five shows in five nights, and I saw four of them. I mean, that's, I that's guess hard going. I guess you could say I'm a big Ross Noble fan. Sometimes I like to pronounce his name as Raw Snowball. 
in some ways, Raw would Snowball. you say that Ross Noble is your beast? <laughs> I don't think he's the beast. I haven't rebuilt him three times and owned him since I was 15. No, that's true. The, you know, the, the international requirements <laughs> for a beast. I've been owning Ross Noble since I was 15. Boom. Hey, Noble, you got funny looking hair. <laughs> your hair's long. <laughs> Except it kept turning out it was actually Weird Al I was yelling at. Oh, yeah. man, imagine the parodies he oh, would have done. Uh, Jay Leno's back on screen. Let's imagine- listen to what Jay Leno's got to say. All right. That was not good. He's still got blood, sweat, and tears. Ah, this is... This does not feel natural at all. Eric Ben is a fairly good actor. But he's cast himself in a role that he's not up for. Sorry, I got distracted by the overwhelming level of tedium of what was on the screen. <laughs> Can you repeat the last three things you said? Because I heard that you were talking but could not bring myself to pay attention to you. <laughs> overwhelmed by the level of tedium. I feel like this is like a repeated motif in your life. <laughs> you seem to be constantly irritated <laughs> by tedium. <laughs> well, I've recently... I think I've talked about this on an, an episode, but... I've recently fallen back in love with the word tedious. Yes. Because tedious says so much more than boring. Sure. Tedious says not only is this not interesting and not relevant, it is also a waste of my time. (laughs) Much like this bonus episode of (laughs) Pods. In the key. Of Springfield. Uh, It's going to be amazing if anyone listens to this at all. Well, the thing is, if they if they listen to the first 30 seconds of it, that still counts as a play for our purposes. So, so quite frankly, I don't care. <laughs> don't fucking say that. <laughs> We're trying to make a good podcast. I know. I know. But I think, you know, they this can't... This sort of gotten away from us uh, most of the time. We are trying to make a good podcast, but you can't have the dizzying highs that we have without the soul-crushing lows uh, the of doing... Middles, which we can... <laughs> the creepy middles. The creamy middles. Creamy, creamy middles. Um, oh, it's... Uh, back at... Oh, uh, again, you remember... Imagine, like, this being the episode that somebody tries to... Like, somebody's just told someone else they like this podcast. Oh, god! Like, I'll just listen to the latest episode. <laughs> Should we put a sting at the front that says, if you're a new visitor to the land of Pods of the Key of Springfield, please oh, yeah. take the next exit. I think I'm going to give this one a very on-the-nose name. It'll be like uh, <laughs> the episode in which we pay off the Love the Beast running joke we've had going. Story checks out. Story does check out. Pod By the way, if anyone out there oh. is like a detective and you're working on an autobiography... Story Checks Out would be a great name for it. Oh, Weren't you... <coughs> weren't I? Um, at one point, didn't you know someone that was ghostwriting an autobiography? Yes, I did. <coughs> it didn't happen, though. In which, yeah, Story Checks Out would have been an appropriate name. Yes, it would. We've got a solid 16 minutes left of this film. It's a bunch of people hugging on the screen. These are all just... <sighs> This is literally just Eric Banner filming his friends having fucking conversations about nothing. Mm. They've been talking about this XB. So we're back to the bogan couple that owns the other XB Coop. Yeah. And childhood friend Jack has been talking to this bogan couple for a very long time now. Oh, but it looks like... Ooh, we're now we get seeing... get look at a grill. We're now Le seeing... Grill. We're now... Le grill! What the hell is that? All right, what that's... What the hell does that mean? What <laughs> <laughs> the hell happened to my grill? Um... <laughs> All right, for any Simpsons fans, there you go. It took fucking 45 minutes for Seinfeld fans, it's all interconnected. Oh, yeah. It's all a shared universe in Pods of the Key of Springfield. Have we delved into my. Have we delved into our theory that that exists in the same universe, Simpsons and Seinfeld? Is that a theory we have? It's a theory I was coming up with the other day. I genuinely think not only little bits of crossover stuff, I think they're in the same universe. Okay, okay. We'll delve into that in a, in a regulation episode. Otherwise, Pete, no one's <laughs> going to... regulation episode. No one's going to listen to this. And then if I start expounding <laughs> on new theories, it's going to get very confusing for other people. We're back with Dr. Phil. Uh, I'm Dr. Phil. 
Did you ever see the Muppet version of Dr. Phil? No. No, I didn't. There's a Muppet Was called... it just like a trash bag with a face drawn on it? <laughs> <laughs> Leaking garbage everywhere? Bag of sawdust with racist slogans. <laughs> um, no, there's a... Um, uh, there's a Muppet called Dr. Feel. Ooh, Dr. Feel. Yeah. Um, and it, it looks exactly the same as Dr. Phil. Okay. Oh my god, 14 I feel like Dr. Phil would be very... Oh, whoa! What's going on with his dad there? He had like a crazy grin on his face. Yeah, that something was something going on with his dad character. Oh, really? He is the Dr. Colossus of this film. Well, you know the interesting part about that? They did say that the dad's car, the dad's Thunderbird... The dad's beast. ...used to be green <laughs> and then they reskinned it red holy shit who else used to be green james who else is green <laughs> you talk about kermit kermit defrag yeah sure what is we just got a photo of him wearing a jumper now wearing a jumper pointing at two cars why is there a slow zoom out like eric banner just does not have filmmaking sensibilities and star wipe <laughs> Technically, he just said, technically, out of sand, you could make a whole new car? Is that what he said? Not sure if he understands what cars are made of. Mostly zinc. Zinc! Come back, zinc! Zinc! (laughs) Zinc! Did we... Have we mentioned Love the Beast on our podcast enough times? (laughs) To justify this episode? I feel like we've mentioned it nope. maybe twice. Um, we we had once w- on a podcast that was like one of our less downloaded episodes. Oh wait, because was... the holiday episode is the one where I bought you the DVD. Oh yes, the Beast. okay, cool. For a moment, I had a horrifying thought because we had a funny laugh break with a Love the Beast reference once. Yeah, um, and for a moment, I thought that was stuck in <laughs> um, Dancing Homer. No, no, no. <laughs> An episode that, for some reason, is performing so badly that... Uh, it's, um, it's bumped up a little bit. There's, like, it's overtaken some of the... Some of the other season two episodes, possibly, like... Really? I think so. Interesting. I feel like maybe right now it's, like, the holiday app and the second viewing of the movie are a little lower. Right, yeah. Not by much, but, you know. Yeah. I think this is going to be... This is going to be one of those episodes where if if I was listening to a podcast yeah. that did this episode, I'd be really into it because I just, <laughs> yeah. I only listen to podcasts if I really enjoy the, the interaction between the hosts. Yep. Oh, now we're seeing Eric Banner with a shaved head. Ah, uh, that's weird. Yeah, I don't like that. Do you think that in some um, ways his on- hair was his beast? Oh, he's like the, he's like the, the Samson of hair cars. Which film was this for? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. What was I talking about? Uh, Love the Beast. Um, was I? <laughs> you might have been. Ah, sorry, we're just we're watching him be interviewed by uh Jay Leno. Oh, now he's got a beanie on. Yeah, sorry, I got to show. I'm still sitting by his like fucked car. Oh, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. I would really enjoy this because it's basically two very old friends just hanging out for an hour. <laughs> I love that me saying fucked car is what reminded you of that. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yes. <laughs> now take your car and throw it away. Throw it away. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I would, I would really enjoy a podcast episode like this, but I don't know if anyone enjoys things in the incredibly weird way that I enjoy them. It's really interesting to me just how little f- filmic sensibility Harry Potter seems to have. This is so ramshackle in the way it's constructed. Well, just like every decision in this film in terms of like shot composition, when to cut away, like the zooming. There was just a bunch of like weird pauses. It's every instinct about this film is just off. Well, that last sometimes one. Sometimes actors, sorry, are they... They transition into filmmaking as like a natural fit because they've studied films their whole life. But this film is basically about Eric Banner liking cars more than he likes films. Like the only film they've talked about is Mad Max. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was the most I've ever seen of Mad Max too. Mad Max is fucking good. I feel like I feel like I need to 
put a different emphasis on that, but that's right. Um, um, um yeah, uh, sorry, we, the, 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 there's just a, uh, so Eric Bann has been umming and ahhing about whether or not he fixes the car after the smash in the rally and Jeremy Clarkson was just giving him a big, uh, inspirational speech. But the thing that caught your eye, the thing that t- set you off into the filmic sensibilities. Mm. So there was a montage of video of Eric growing up, except the way that they put this montage together was they got all the bits of home video that featured him turning his head and then they would <laughs> pause it when he was looking at the camera. So yeah. it was 10, 10 interstitial snippets of half a second of Eric turning his head and then stopping. You're right. That is a weird choice. It is. We've got a solid eight minutes left on the film and they're repairing the beast, having realized that as much as they tried to get away from it, as much as Eric Ban has subconsciously tried to destroy the beast to rid himself of the burden of having the beast hanging over him, he's realized that the beast has actually consumed such a large portion of his soul that he's intrinsically connected to it, and if the beast dies, he will die with it. Sure. Yeah, that's what's happening here. I believe so. Mm-hmm. More Powderfinger on in the background, too. <laughs> Fucking hell. And he's hanging out with his dad, which is exactly what I was hoping we would see in this film. Just Eric Banner hanging out with his boring dad. With his boring, grinning dad. People often oh, think that man. dads are more interesting than they actually are, in my experience. Do we have the final eight minutes in us? <laughs> we got it. It's fine. I don't know if our listeners necessarily have <laughs> the final eight minutes in them. To put up with that bullshit. I almost feel like there should be like a prize for making it to the end of this episode. Um, yeah, we should do that. The first person to... Oh, we should put a code word. Like one of us should say a very odd word and then the first person to get in contact with that word yep. will send them something. Okay, the absolute... I can, I can scrounge up like an old... I've got like a, some review codes I haven't used. Probably I can scratch something up. So, mm. and okay. the absolute first person I guess to email pods in the key of Springfield. Oh, so so you you are you, you're stipulating it has to be email. Can't, yeah, email. It, it has to be email. Can't be a tweet. Can't be. Gotta a, email us. Okay, gotta email okay, us because otherwise it'd be fucking hard to track if we just open up to whatever. Yeah, I guess so. Okay, so. First person to email pods in the key of Springfield at gmail.com. Email the word Powderfinger. Powderfinger. And look, if you're doing this more than a day after the episode's gone up, I'd like to think somebody's done it already. Yeah. Email the word Powderfinger to pods in the key of Springfield at gmail.com. I there have, might be some I think I've got co- like a PS4 code for The Walking Dead, the complete collection. I think I have a code for that somewhere. I could, it hasn't um, expired or anything. If if someone wants to trust me, trust us with a postal address... The, I, the movie just ended with uh, the end on the screen. And there's, there's six minutes to go on the fucking He's, ticker. Fuck, he started rebuilding the beast like a minute ago, wasn't and, that... And now, oh, it just came up with a subtitle that said, Eric plans to rebuild the beast. And so too does Daryl. Daryl, of course his name's Daryl. Yeah, I the didn't get bo- into this too much, but from what I... The writing in this film was bad, like any time there was like a monologue. There was just a lot of unnecessary words, like the ordering was all wrong. Yeah. It's I a agree. long credit sequence for a film made by no one. Yeah, this credit sequence. A movie that does not exist to this most people. Credit <laughs> sequence is going to go for six minutes. So, but if someone wants. So, there might be some review codes that you've got. There should be. Yeah, there'll um, be one somewhere. But that- also, if when you send through the code word, send through your uh, favorite combination of two colors and I'll make you a beanie and I'll post it out to you. I'll knit you a beanie. Oh, that's a full on one. Yeah, no, I'll knit uh, them a beanie. Alright, so again, you oh, know, if it's more than a day, a- if it's more than a day after this episode, if it's more than a day after the episode has come out, you probably shouldn't bother, that's what I'm saying, because <laughs> we're only going to do this for one person, yeah, I'm only and gonna it's going to end up being Sam. <laughs> it's almost certainly going to end up being Sam. <laughs> that's great. Sam, the name of one of our listeners. <laughs> yes. Uh, we got Dr. Oh, Dr. Phil on the screen again. Phil's back on screen. I reckon we can. I reckon we can wrap it up. What about you? I feel like 
I mean, there's stuff going on. Jay Leno just mentioned his wife. He said, my wife. My wife. Fucking hell. <laughs> he just said he likes 9-11s, and it sounded very weird out of context. <laughs> We're talking about Porsches. But yeah, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it does. Because, yeah. well, Sorry. Jeremy Clarkson. Just when you're sort of like tuning in and out, just hearing Eric Banner say, I love 9-11s. Yeah, yeah, but it was weird because Jeremy Clarkson introed that with, you're a 9-11 fan, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> it's a horrible sentence. Jay and Leno appears courtesy of Big Dog Productions. Big Dog. Go to Big Dog to let him out the of the hell happened to my Big Dog? <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't worry, everyone. The Big Dog's on set. My name is Vonny Hedgehog. I'd like to show you my movie about the big dog. <laughs> that is not what we're It sounds like. That's just a generic. Who is who is Werner Herzog? I am Vonny Hedgehog. <laughs> Fuck, I don't want to go into accent territory. No, don't. Man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a very easy problem to get over, isn't it? You're going to balance the microphone horizontally on my thumb. Test screening assistant was Bianca Filer. Mixer was Doran Kippen. Special thanks to Cynthia Mann. Is that his wife? Uh, no, his wife's name's Emma. Emma, okay. Maybe. Oh, it can't be Emma. Then she'd be Emma Banner. This is like one of those films where like the film is too short unless they have shit happening during the credits. Yeah, right. It's a very short film because it's about nothing and nothing happens. And if I'm being honest, didn't love the beast. No, it's not a tremendous. Um... Oh, I, yeah, I should point out it started out the very first thing in the film was a bit of stand-up, a bit of stand-up comedy by Eric Banner. Oh, my Banner! Because a long time ago he was a stand-up comedian in Australia, in Australia, he and some other characters. Yeah. So here's a question. Sure. Now you've seen at least two movies. Yes. This and the Simpsons movie. Sure. Which do you prefer? Uh I think I prefer the Simpsons. Oh. Because whilst I think it why did Eric did the percussion? What do you mean he did the percussion? That sounds about right. He just came up with music credits, percussion, Eric Banner. That's fucking bonkers. <laughs> um uh, sorry, what was I saying? Um, Why you prefer the Simpsons movie oh, to because Love the e- Beast? Even though my hatred of the Simpsons movie is well documented, at least it makes some sense as far as a cogent movie structure goes. That's true, it does. Whereas this is just a bit fucked, really. Yeah, this is a very self-indulgent just film about how much Eric Banner loves an old car he has. Yeah. Right, well, and it I... expects us to get very heavily invested in a thing that is difficult to care about. Well, I think um, I think we can wrap this one up. So, thanks for listening. Uh, we look forward to receiving your code words. Um, if I mean, I've just thing. had anyone listen to this oh, fucking episode. Oh, I mean, we... <laughs> this thing that seemed like a fun idea. <laughs> Until about five minutes into the recording, where it suddenly struck me the pure idiocy of what we were doing. Yeah, we've made the, a very interesting series but look, of decisions. Podcasting, as I mentioned earlier, is such an open format where you can just sort of... This is the good thing about podcasting, is you can just do whatever the fuck you sort of want. And yeah. it's, it's cool. Like If you make I mean, it work, you make it work. If you don't make it work, you just try again next week. Speaking of trying again next week, join us next week when we go back to talking about The Simpsons. Yeah. And making a bad episode is not the end of the world. That's the other cool thing about podcasting. Yeah. Um, Key Springfield on Twitter. Pods on the Key Springfield on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. Pods on the Key Springfield at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, thanks for listening to whatever the fuck this was. What are some other... Let's, let's oh, end on a fuck. nice note. No, let's end on something nice. What's like another podcast you've listened to recently that you liked? Oh. Let's big up some other people who do shit better than what we just did. Um, okay, hang on. Let me check my podcatcher. Have you got one you want to talk about specifically? Yeah. Oh, the art director, lead designer on the DVD was Marcus Cobbledick. That's a good name. Oh, uh, Marcus the, Cobbledick. The, um, How's Marcus? Now, part of what I was hoping to capture in this episode, which I don't think we pulled off, but you know, in my head I was thinking, here's a similar episode of a podcast that I loved. 
the podcast Blank Check with Griffin and David, which I'm a big fan of. When they started out, the podcast was about Star Wars. And then 11 episodes in, they did an episode about the movie The Judge called Judging the Judge. Sure. And I'm not entirely sure why they did that. They just didn't like The Judge and thought it would be fun to do an episode about it. Right. And it was great. I loved it. Very funny. So Blank Check with Griffin and David. Go and listen to their episode Judging the Judge. It's like this, but better. Sure. I mean, one of them's like a professional actor and the other's a very well-esteemed critic. So, you know, they're kind of like us sure yeah yeah um yeah i don't know there's a bunch of podcasts i like but i'm sure that if you listen to this you know about the the big ones that i've mentioned anyway not necessarily i don't listen to any of the podcasts you like oh okay i really like the little dum-dum club i really like uh reply all um i really like probably science um fuck what's the video game one filthy casuals yeah uh, Don't You Know Who I Am by comedian Josh Earl, where he gets a bunch of people and interviews them about their life, but in a way that makes it a game show and fun. I don't know, podcasts are good. And always remember, regardless of how you feel about this movie or this episode, always remember to love the beast. Love the beast. Love the beast. Woozle wuzzle. Thanks, mates. <laughs> I had a, what a silly fucking thing to do. <laughs> I had a visceral reaction when I was when I wrapped it up, and you were like, "No, no, no, let's talk some more." I felt a wave go through my body of Jekyll. How fucking dare you! I just thought it'd be nice to, <laughs> to have a nice thing at the end. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about a nice thing.